Test, test. This is an emergency episode of the Score North First Place Twin Show. What? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Okay, this is an emergency episode of the Score North First Place Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore. With me is Judd Zalgad. We're in the uh, back of the press box at Target Field with the news, Judd. Michael Pineda has been suspended for 60 games for testing positive for a diuretic on baseball's banned substances. Holy cow. Yeah, so um, Pineda pitched uh, six strong innings on Friday night here against Cleveland, and I wrote a column saying that it now makes perfect sense that when the Twins do make the playoffs, because they were still five and a half games up, and they are going into Saturday night's game on Cleveland in the American League Central, that Michael Pineda should start game one of the playoffs, and uh, he right now is their ace. And that column was featured prominently on scorenorth.com throughout the day, the early morning Saturday. And the Score North mobile app. Into the midday on, on Saturday, and uh, by about uh, two, by about one fifteen on Saturday afternoon, it became a complete joke because... Michael Pineda is uh, not only done for the season. Now, the one thing is he did get the suspension reduced from the normal 80 games to start to 60, which is very, very rare. So the arbitrator actually agreed that he was not trying to mask um, uh, drug use of some sort, such as steroids or PEDs. But the arbitrator still said, and rightfully so, you're an idiot because you took something that you should have checked with the Twins on. So it's down to 60 games. Uh, But there's a fighting chance here that Michael Pineda's time as a Twin is completely done, too, because keep in mind, he was in year two of a two-year contract. And so um, uh, considering his lack of... um, of uh, smarts in this uh his career as a twin could be done but now the twins find themselves in a very interesting spot because michael pineda no longer an option for anything that's going to happen in 2019 there's that word again interesting it's oh it's very, not good. it's very interesting and this is in the most minnesota way possible of the use of the word interesting it's a predicament now okay there's a case to be made here that michael pineda probably just cost himself an awful lot of money because he was pitching well he was maybe going to be a game one or game two starter in the ALDS for a club with a shot, and now that's out. He's not pitching the rest of the year. The Twins will have to get there without him. I still like their chances, but they have to do it. And then in October, they now lost one of the guys that they could have otherwise counted on, could have otherwise trusted. I want to steer clear of, for the purposes of this emergency podcast, Judd, I want to steer clear of the focusing so much on Pineda and and what he's done for his financial future. I don't think there are a lot of Twins fans out there feeling a lot of sympathy for him. I think a lot of people care right now. Yeah, Twins fans care about what the team's going to do. I want to focus on the Twins. I got to tell you, I was coming back up here with the podcast gear, and I heard a couple of Twins fans just overheard walking around Target Field, and one of them said, yeah, did you hear the guy who had been our best pitch the last six weeks got popped for uh, a banned substance? We're pretty much effed now, (laughs) except he didn't say effed. And yeah. his buddy said, yeah, okay, well, that's too bad, but I suppose it was never about the pitching. They're just going to have to hit a lot of bombas now. So where are you at this on the sort of panic scale of what this does to not only their playoff chances, but I think more importantly, what this does for October? So Pineda, just to put into context how, how well he had pitched, and he did not have a good – I looked this up last night. He did not have a good first six starts, but after yeah. that, he pitched incredibly well. And just to put that into context, he gave up three earned runs or fewer in 10 of his last 11 starts. That's really damn good. Wow. That's outstanding. He Including had been really good. It, yesterday, the start you referenced One on Friday. in six innings. And 10 strikeouts, which yeah. is a season high for him. Yeah, so, I mean, he had pitched really well. Uh, so here's where here's 
And in fact, I, I just uh, got done trying to write a new column now for ScoreNorth.com since my old one. Oh, was, the old one didn't hold. Since my old one became fraudulent. <laughs> um, and here, here's my so so of, of course in pregame uh, before the game on Saturday. Rocco Baldelli was asked, you know, what's next? What would you have considered Pineda game one in the playoffs? To which, of course, he's not going to answer any of those questions, Derek. Um, but my column is basically this. It doesn't, like, you can talk all you want about starting pitchers or who might step up or blah, blah, blah. But there's only one guy now, Jose Barrios. Jose Barrios. And, and you know, in fairness, I've been saying now for, I think, a couple weeks, Pineda should start game one. But I also said I'm not going to be convinced that the Twins can win a first-round playoff series unless my answer eventually becomes, oh, no, it should be Barrios because he turns things around. And he's at a 5-plus ERA since the All-Star break. So it's not even a hot take. But now more than ever, you've got to go to Barrios and say, we need you to get your act together. And if if he can't, I thought that the Twins were in massive trouble already. But that's basically it because you're just not going to hit. When you're playing up, Astros or the Yankees are weird because they do give up a ton of runs and, and their starting pitching is not great. Although James Paxton yeah. has been fantastic of right. late, but nonetheless, I don't believe you're going to win a playoff series unless now, especially Jose Brios is if not lights out your ace. Yeah. So I, I, but I don't think it's like hot takes. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's convoluted. Like you need this to happen. And then you need that to happen. I believe that if Brios gets his act together, the Twins could be fine. Mm-hmm. I believe that if he continues to be the pitcher that he's been since the All-Star break, that they're in a ton of trouble. But, Derek, I said that before this suspension. This now only hurts it more because now you need um, Odorizzi to have a good start. And Martin Perez might be now reintroduced to a conversation of which we Hell assumed yeah. he was going to the bullpen. So lots of moving parts here. But in short, just to keep it as simple as possible, which I have not done right now. You and Alex Rodriguez both subscribe to that keep it simple because i hate one run leads um barrios has to turn it around yeah i mean there's no two ways about this there's no sugarcoating this news this is a gut punch for the twins and i don't even like the phrase gut punch because we're sort of numb to it it's like oh this is a gut punch oh that was bad this is this is a kick in the sensitive area for the twins and i don't know the best way to overcome it. In fact, I told you just before we turned on the mics that my challenge today to myself at scorenorth.com is going to be to try to come up with a way that the Twins can overcome this. Mm-hmm. But it's tough. The math is just tougher now. Um, starting rotation-wise for the rest of the season, I'm not super concerned. I think that the cushion is such that the Twins, and of course we're saying this here, uh, as Saturday's game gets underway, and now Max Kepler is talking with he just Rocco the ball off his left. Knee. Rocco Baldelli and uh, head He's, athletic trainer this Tony Leo. This kid is uh, a physical mess, but he'll just continue to play. Yep, he might be. Uh, he might be Xavier Rose. But I'm with you on. I'm with you on that. In in that, Oof, I don't. That looks painful. Hey, look, if they lose all six to Cleveland, it changes the ball game definitely. I'm not saying it doesn't. Okay, but I'm sort of with you on thinking. Like I think they win the AL Central. And yeah, I'm with you on saying. I think the primary conversation here, until we're just proven wrong, is how does this impact your playoff right. chances, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Because if was... they blow this lead, it's a monumental meltdown that's o- almost another – that becomes another story. Yeah. and then So, the... like, if we're going to assume that And then Pineda's the... a footnote. Yeah. It's not Pineda got suspended and the wheels fell off for the right. 2019 Twins. Agreed. 
this club is going to continue to march towards or to or past 100 wins. So I continue to be impressed with their ability, their talent as a ball club. But losing a guy who was your rotation rock, let's be honest, let's call it what it is, is a is a painful loss for the Twins right now. Um, more so for a month from now than it is for right now, although it still hurts for right now. But don't don't you agree that this just puts the onus on Barrios yeah, it does. to find himself? Well, I think it I think it puts it on a couple of guys. And three guys jumped to the top of my mind when we were talking about, okay, how do you just like, because I think of baseball in terms of math and numbers, like how do you replace the wins that Pineda just robbed you of? And how do you replace, uh, you know, a potential game two? How do you give yourself back to a 50-50 chance or a 60-40 chance to win game two in the ALDS. And I think it falls on three guys. The first is Barrios. Um, more on my plan there in a second. The second would be Jake Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. Because now you're looking at those two guys and saying, okay, there's not a lot of wiggle room. It's not we need two out of the three of you to have a good start. It's we need both of you to have a good start. Because then Martin Perez is starting game three. Or if Kyle Gibson can come back, that, and which is a question mark right now. I mean, ulcerative colitis is a serious issue that I question. He's supposed to be back very soon now. And, and Baldelli said today that he's doing very well and could start as soon as the this week coming week series sure. against Washington. Okay, and for his But that sake, also doesn't mean yeah. that he's lights out Full against strength. a really good team. And, and, Ky- and let's be fair to Kyle. It's... Have we ever thought of Kyle as a big game pitcher? He's a, he's a fifth starter. Yeah, so like we're talking about we're talking about potential playoff series and and big starts. Yep, is and this would be this would be very um, if he were to win two games in a division series, like that's very improbable. And yep. I, and I'm probably of the room. I'm probably the high guy on Kyle Gibson. I am. I'm I'm just saying I don't think we should put him in, in a position that he's not capable of fulfilling. He's not a game two starter. Yeah, that's ex- mean, exactly that's, that's just fair. So the Astros lost Aaron Sanchez to a shoulder surgery or something like that, and that's a blow, but not the kind of blow that this will deal to the Twins. It's not the same magnitude of pitcher, and it's also not a roster that was as dependent on him because the Astros are going to be fine, in my humble opinion. Um, I mentioned three guys that are going to be crucial. Uh, as Mitch Garver hits a bomba here as we record this, uh, no shock there to longtime listeners of the Score North First Place Twin Show, Mitch Garver rakes. Um, the the three people, and two of them whom I've mentioned, Jose Brios, Jacob Arizzi, and the third one, Judd, Byron Buxton. Sure. If Byron Buxton returns and is fully healthy, he completely changes the math. <laughs> completely changes the math for how this team operates, not only in September, but into October. And right now, Judd, he's nothing more than a defensive replacement and pinch runner. Yep. If he goes back to being full-scale, blow him out Byron Buxton, robbing doubles in center field, hitting doubles at the plate. Supporting pitchers. Dropping the staff ERA all by himself. Yep. And then taking pressure off of guys like Eddie Rosario, guys like... Max Kepler, who now all these dings and bruises, you don't have to go out there and play center field because you got a guy there. Sure. If he is able to come back, it doesn't wipe away the sort of the negative emotion that you feel today from the Michael Pineda suspension, but it goes a long way towards making you competitive again in an October series. And right now, that doesn't seem the case. 
that sounds brutal, but it, it just doesn't seem like the Twins would stack up well with anybody right sure. now. Sure, and I, I think of all those things that you just brought up, the, the most important goes back to game one now has to be Barrios. It just has to be, and he has to be very good. Again, if you if if he loses three to two, guess what? He loses three three to two, and, and that's fine. But if we see the guy that we saw in Boston, and and you know, I know that Rami and people said, well, it's Mookie Betts. Well, guess what? It's a playoff series. Yeah, Mookie you're, Betts. He's on those teams. Right. Like you're not playing Houston and getting quad A players. <laughs> so um, Jose Altuve is a pretty. I, good I agree with I, I agree with everything that you just outlined. But I really think now it has to go to Barrios and what are you going to give us in game one? Because if you give up eight runs or seven runs or you only go three and two thirds, yeah. that's just too much. That that's too now, and that doesn't even mean that your bullpen couldn't support you and you might hit some home runs and win game one. But then game two, what are you going to do? Get then game three. Right. So I think as far as as the beginning of a series saying previously you said, okay, Pineda could give you a six. And then you get to a bullpen that, yep. you know, bullpens looked okay at times. Sure. Um, Certainly that deep. And now that's changed. So yeah. I, I don't think that what you're saying is one bit unfair. And I think it's, it's entirely accurate. And unfortunately, you know, it was going to be a fun debate to me of, hey, Pineda's pitched really well. He, he deserves the ball in game one. And now that option is gone. Right, exactly. Two questions for you, and you pick where you want to go with this one. I, I really don't care because I think either way is fascinating. Um, option one, we can talk about other guys who are going to fill in the rotation now. Like, they're going to need to fill in the rotation, and I have the list here in front sure. of me. It's, and it's not Michael Pineda. Um, but the second is we can talk about steroids. We can talk about PEDs in baseball. We can talk about the way that they're handling this. And one thing that doesn't really sit well with me. In mm-hmm. fact, can I just start there? Sure. And we can get to the pitchers. But, okay, arbitrator says. Well, the pitchers, though, aren't really going to. Like, your your list is not going to impact the playoffs, I don't think. Uh, your word's not mine, but that would be a I mean, I'm assessment. sure they're good, nice kids, but they, they ain't going to impact the playoffs. <laughs> um, okay, so help me understand this, Judd, because you were down in the clubhouse today. You spoke with Rocco Baldelli. Um you kind of get how this all came down. If I'm understanding this correctly, uh-huh. the players' union was aware of Michael Pineda going to get popped, and there was some sort of challenge or um, well, the player and his agent an were, appeal. The player and, and his a- agent were for sure okay, and it came down as an 80 game suspension, and then they did appeal. So an appeals process takes place in which an arbiter says to the effect. Yep, it's pretty clear this wasn't a masking agent for something more severe. Which or is a very serious. rare, by by the way. What's that? Like that? Oh, to that get twenty games reduced yeah. is very rare. They you, almost never do that. Now that the new system is in place, that it's eighty games, first time, first offense. Uh-huh. That's pretty much done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Everybody gets that punishment, and some challenge it, some accept it, but that's what happens. Everyone's suspended for eighty games. But Pineda now sixty games. And did I see this correctly, that uh, if that were to, let's say he got popped in April for this and served his 60 games, that he would maybe still be postseason eligible in that case? It's it's irrelevant. My point is just that— No, he couldn't be because they, they changed that rule okay. a few years back uh, so that if you get popped in within the season that you get popped, you are suspended for eight, ordinarily 80 games, yep. and then you cannot play in, in the playoffs— 
because was it Iglesias from Detroit? There was a guy a few years back who did that. He got popped, served the uh, suspension at the start of the year. Well, the one that peeved everybody off was Malky Cabrera. Okay, well, then he raked in the playoffs and got like a rich contract from it. And they said, oh, this is not fair. You can't then benefit. So so Pineda, if he had been pinched in April, could was ineligible for the playoffs regardless with the new rule. So I guess my point is just that like, okay, so so this went to some sort of appeal process that said, yeah, probably not nefarious intentions, didn't mean any harm, but rules are rules, you're still popped. That seems like a weird gray area to me. Well, but it's on the ban list. Okay. This is identical. If all parties in the situations I'm about to uh, mention are being truthful, this is identical to 2008 when uh, Pat and Kevin Williams of the Vikings were popped for star caps. Mm -hmm. In the Williams's case and in Panetta's case, we're talking about big human beings yep. trying trying to control weight yep. and taking in in the Williams's case taking star caps yeah. which is a diuretic of sorts but has ingredients that the league does not allow because they're seen as potential masking agents for different steroids sure and so th- that's why the Williamses both actually took the National Football League to court and sued. And Pat, if you recall, didn't serve a day of the suspension. He retired before it was done. Kevin eventually got his suspension reduced to two games, but then played it because it was supposed to be four games, yep, but then played that. two games for free, basically. Sure. Um, but these are identical. They're, they're huge men trying to control their weight, taking um, taking diuretics that end up having ingredients that are outlawed because the assumption is you're trying to hide a steroid test or a positive steroid. Yep, exactly right. I'm going to read from his statement here, Judd, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it because let's just say uh, it was prepared for him. Quote, I never intended to cheat the system, other players or opposing teams. While I am pleased that the arbitrator found these were clear, uh, that there was clear and convincing evidence to reduce my discipline, I realize that I am ultimately responsible for what goes in my body and therefore respect the 60-game suspension that remains. There's more to the quote, but I'll end it there and sure. just say it's it's weird to me that teams that try so hard and work to build these giant staffs, research and development, training staffs, support staffs, down to things like you know psychologists, registered dietitians, like on and on and on and on, not to mention – Uh, The geeks with the spreadsheets that are figuring all the things out and and making these teams go, Uh that then there would just be this laissez-faire of, uh, well, like, that's okay. I mean, I got a guy. I got a guy that I get my stuff from. Well, go through the team. The team's not going to give you this. No, these guys are are, are wrong. Pineda's wrong. I mean, it's idiotic. Why would you take something without – running it past the team the team could tell you in two seconds yep and and Pineda has weight problems okay there's no that's no sin but if you have weight problems and you need to control your weight work with the team on controlling your weight this is why it drives me crazy that that um the CBA basically lets guys just go off, go home, do what you sure. want. You're going to screw up, and I'm paying you millions. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so, so I want to have control. If I'm going to pay you, Pineda, for instance, um, didn't pitch last year for two million dollars. He didn't pitch, and then made eight this year. If I'm going to pay you t- ten million dollars over the course of two years, I want control of you. Sure. Like I want to know where you are, what you're doing, and if you don't want the money, that's fine. Then just quit. Mm-hmm. But this is what drives me nuts about. 
snow going home and gaining. And uh, you know what? A lot of these guys don't necessarily have the background to know what not to do, right? Sure. Miguel, so, if you're listening, don't take up right, but, substance. Right, but I mean, Miguel Snow is the type of guy who, who uh, you know, has weight problems. Sure. Again, so he's trying to control his weight. So, you know, there but for the grace of God, he takes something, and it's, and, and, he does, and it's not like he's trying to do steroids. Right. So, so this is what sort of drives me nuts about the whole thing of, well, we'll see you in January or February. Have a good offseason. Come on down to Twins Fest. This is when this field. stuff happens. Yeah. This is when this stuff happens. But, it, I mean... In football, in baseball, in all these sports, it is the player's responsibility because they're not doing drugs. It's not like they're you know out smoking pot or doing cocaine. They are they are taking supplements, trying to control. In the case of Pineda, his weight, and you know he doesn't ask, and it's and then he uh, turns turns up positive for a masking agent. He's not doing steroids. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I that's my frustration here. There's nothing wrong with what the leagues are doing. What's wrong is I'm paying you all this cash, and then you're just taking this bleeping pill and not checking with me. Saw before this suspension I'd be news came down. If I'm the team. Oh, if I'm the team, I'm. I'd be very frustrated. I'm furious. And, and here's the other thing. So I was told, and, and I have not vetted this, but I find it to be interesting. Hey, it's just you and me here, anyway. I it's was okay. told out with it. Well. It's known that when a guy uh, turns a positive, the appeals process and, and all that is only known by basically the player, the agent, and I don't know if the PA knows or not, okay. but supposedly that team does not know. So, like, this technically caught the Twins by surprise today or yesterday. Sure. Uh, Rocco was asked about it, and it was clear that he knew at some point, but it might have been yesterday. I don't know when. Uh, but, Interesting. But the point being is if you're the team, this is sort of sprung on you. Yeah, like oh, you're yeah. not you're not told in in um, let's say um, June or July. Hey, he's appealing and he might not be available. Get the most out of him while you can. Well, or yeah, or just or just you better be prepared for to make a trade or something. Yeah, exactly right. But like if if we went back, okay, so Derek, well, let's go back to July thirty first at the deadline. Let's say he gets pinched on July tenth. Right, and and you're the Twins, and you know. You got to be thinking long and hard to yourself. Okay, we got to quietly stash, get a starter stashed here, right? I'd, I'd call Brody back and say, "What's it going to take?" Exactly. But <laughs> but right. technically, under the way the rules operate, there's a very good chance the Twins did not know until recent days at best yeah. that this was going to happen to them. Yep. I talked to some people last night, and I guess piecing some things together, I I, get, I would be surprised if they knew about it. Last night, but can you imagine the amount of frustration? Like Surprise, you're in, but not shocked. But you're in the midst of this. Yeah. But let's say they let's this say they, a special season. Let's say they've known for a week. It's too late. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. You're not. But he appealed obviously months ago, right? I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is on that. My guess is yeah. Well, because I know arbitrators are notoriously slow, but that would that would surprise. Well, let's me say a month. Let's say it has to be a month ago. Okay. Like to get it from eighty to sixty games, that takes some briefs being filed and some the point being is if i'm the twins i am very unhappy and 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 i think fans are going to say all the twins have a cheater here blah 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 but it's not like the twins told him hey take the supplement it's like herb santana they didn't tell him to take that well and you know polanco and but but clearly the education here has to change my baseball friends mackie here for federated mutual insurance company business owners i'm talking to you and i've been one myself i know what goes into it you love it but you're grinding every day solving problems taking care of employees it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the
the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. So when I was looking before this news came down on a, on a Saturday afternoon, of course it was overshadowed by Antonio Brown's whole situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, glad he's now a patron. Yeah, so the Twins, well, we only called that two months ago. Uh, the Twins uh, aren't going to lead Sports Center with this news or anything, but Twins fans care deeply about this. So it was really a crazy day for news on Saturday, certainly sports news in Minnesota. And I saw a, a little note, and I, I can't remember if it was on Fangraphs or Baseball Prospectus or what, 538, one of those, gave the Twins roughly a 9 or 10% chance to win the World Series. And I thought, yeah, that's about right. I Yeah. That's how I feel about it right now. Ten percent chance. It's not zero, but it's not fifty. Um, what does this do for you, Judd? Let's say it was ten percent. Michael Pineda pitched six good innings on Friday against Cleveland and lost, and it was a five and a half game lead. Minnesota was still probably waltzing to an AL Central title. If it was ten percent on Friday morning, what is it when we wake up on Sunday morning? Now knowing the news and knowing the fallout, I personally wouldn't move it a ton. Probably myself, really? oh, I'd okay. say, well, because th- this all to me comes back to Barrios and the way he's pitching right now. Sure. I don't trust. And as I said before, I thought Pineda deserved the ball in game one, but I'm not going to give the Twins a good chance to win a World Series until I feel that Barrios gets the ball in game one and deserves it. He doesn't okay. right now. So I think 10% was incredibly fair, okay. accurate. I'd say 8% now or so. Okay. All right. I mean, but I just don't – if you really thought Michael Pineda was going to win you a World Series by being in that rotation, to me that, that's a stretch. So I guess what, what I'm doing is I am, I am uh, taking what Fangraph said and saying they were probably just about right then and they're probably just about right now. Now, if this was Barrios and he was pitching great and he got pinched, then I would change it immensely. But he's not pitching great. So I'd say probably 8% is fair. Okay. Okay. Because I just don't like – when I look at who they're going to have to play – now, if it's the Yankees, it's going to be interesting. But when I look at who they're going to have to – that word again. It's going to be interesting. Well, I still don't know what – that series – could be off the hook. It will be legitimately interesting. But that series could be off the yes, hook. Yes, not in that Minnesota way of downplaying. That could be that, a series. That, actually interesting. That could be five, four or five four-hour games, 420, 430. Just knock them 17, down, 15. Them but it, <laughs> 17, 15. But if it's Houston now, yeah, I'd say I'd say 8% okay. or so. How, uh, how about you? It's about that for me. 5 to 10% sounds like the right range. Um I agree with your statement that Michael Pineda was not going to go win you a World Series, but what he was going to do was keep you from starting one of the following. No, you're right. Martin Perez. um, Gosh, Devin Smeltzer, Zach Littell, Cole Stewart, Lewis Thorpe. It's going to be somebody like that who steps up to soak up the rest of the innings, unless you're just counting on going Barrios, Odorizzi, Perez, Gibson, and then sticking with your bullpen. Don't you think trust that's tree. what they do? Yes. I mean, do you think they try and do a, a playoff bullpen game? Maybe it's been done. Yep, yeah, maybe Oakland tried it. Um, the Yankees did it successfully against the Twins on accident two years ago. Yeah, Luis Severino was one of the best that, pitchers in baseball. That bullpen was nuts. And Dozier got him early. The Twins chased him, and you thought, okay, I'm booking so right my tickets now, to Cleveland. Right now, game one of an American League Division Series goes... Has to be Barrios. Barrios one, Odorizzi two. 
I would guess right now Perez. Perez. You have to do three. And that's where it does get scary. I mean, that's yep. that's where you're right. Yep. Um, both ways, Pineda or no, I didn't love it. Sure. But, yeah, this definitely I, – I think a kick to the groin is probably – a correct phrase. Yep. This is the old man in the Simpsons in the short film who gets hit with a football but, directly between the legs. But man, these guys got to figure out what they're doing as far as putting stuff in their body. Cause I mean, this is such a dumb, dumb. It's not, it's not a mistake. It's beyond a mistake, but this is such a dumb thing. I don't like the way baseball handles it, but I also am not trying to, uh, you know, absolve the players of any blame here. I, I haven't spoken with Michael yet to get his, Hopefully, honest reflection point, on this. But, I just read his statement. But to your point from before, how can you not check with the team? Yeah, this is. If I'm the team, I'm extremely disappointed. Now, if he had today. checked with me and I screwed it up, then I screwed the pooch. And, and that's uh, and that's your fault. That or is your team's a, fault. A job is on the line at yes. that point if somebody's but if I'm up on it. Falvey or Levine or Rocco at this point, I'm like, really? Couldn't have called somebody. Imagine how his teammates feel right now, too. They like that guy. I mean, he was a popular guy in the clubhouse, and now it feels like he just completely let this group down. How, how does Nelson Cruz exactly. feel a guy who was pinched himself? Yes. Yes, exactly. Will he have the ultimate empathy, or will he be disappointed that a World Series opportunity was just uh, not, we talk- not— It didn't go up in smoke, Judd, like we just said, but it definitely took a, took a hit. We talked to him in the clubhouse on, on Saturday before the game when this all came down. And I would say the one thing is Cruz is very good at not – he doesn't really have a tell. He would be a great poker player. I, could, I could not tell he how – so good at hitting bone I could not tell how, how he felt. Um, Rocco talked about the fact that – and I think they addressed it because we got kicked out of the locker room pretty quickly or the clubhouse pretty yeah, quickly, Derek, um, because the team was going to meet, and I'm sure that they addressed this at that point because I'm guessing as a whole a lot of people didn't know about it until it was announced on Saturday afternoon. And Rocco, Rocco, of course, said, I'm not going to talk about what we're going to say internally, but he also talked about the fact that I think what they're going to r- rely on, and I think this team has been very good at time and time again in 2019, is the whole resiliency angle. We've been resilient. We yeah. can be resilient again. But ask the Indians about that because but, there's well, you can take a other, punch and punch back, but there's only so many punches you can take. Here's the other weird thing, and this regards Cleveland in particular. As good as these twins have been, I don't think that they're a good matchup for Cleveland in particular. Sure. And by, by that, I mean, I don't think they match up well against Cleveland. Sure. Cleveland with this pitching and this bullpen. Yeah. Um, I don't think Cleveland's a better team per se. All, I do think they have better pitching. I don't think they're a better team across the board in all areas. But if I'm Cleveland, I would love to play the Twins in, in the playoffs if I could get them at some point. Yeah, I think if I'm anybody, uh, the the – the willingness to play this team went up when Michael Pineda got popped. Yeah, I still don't want to. If I'm uh, Zach Granke, I don't want to face this lineup when I could face the Oakland A's or something. Who's like the that. one? Who's the one team you think wouldn't wouldn't want to face the Twins? Because I've got one, uh, and it ain't Houston. <laughs> who's the one team in the American League who you who if you were that team you wouldn't want to face Minnesota? Um. Of the teams that are going to make the playoffs yeah. or at least be in contention. Because I'll tell you mine. I think I think if I'm any of the teams and I was choosing between the Twins, the Yankees, or the Reds, or the, the Twins, the Yankees, or the Astros, I would always choose the Twins. No. Sure, but who would 
who would, if you were a team, who would you be like, that might be tough for us? Because I was going to say the Yankees. Because of the pitching. Because of the pitching on both sides and the fact the Twins can hit the ball. Yeah, I just think if I'm the Yankees. I mean, Houston's a... Houston's freaking good. I, I I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to say, but if I'm Cleveland, I want the Twins. Yep. Because I know I can pitch. I I know my pitching holds up against them. Yep. Uh, the team that I love that, that we saw for four games here that people aren't going to talk about was Oakland. Oakland. I love Oakland. Yep. Um, if I'm if I'm the A's, give me the Twins. I'll take them. But the Yankees are the. T- I just don't know that I want to get myself involved in a series of. 18 to 16 shootouts, which is what I think Twins Yankees would be. And, and I'm being facetious. It'd probably be 10 to, 10 <laughs> sure, to 8 sure, or something. Sure, but, but that's the one team where I'd be like, man, because they're going to hit and we're going to play forever. And uh, it's not going to be very clean. And, and it's sort of a coin flip to me. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think that the Twins could still beat the Yankees if they got them in the ALDS. I did run the records yesterday, Judd, for a column I was working on. Seems a little less important now, but it might still it might still work its way into something here. The Yankees against the Twins this year, four and two. Astros against the Twins, three and four. The Indians after Friday night's win, eight and six against the Twins. The Rays, two and five. So there's a potential good matchup for the Twins if they could somehow wrangle that. And Oakland uh, is four and three against the Twins this year, including as you mentioned some great ball games at target field that four gamer was just magnificent so you look at the twins against the best teams in the american league and they're exactly 500 they're 20 and 20 in those 40 games and it's like cool that was mostly with not mostly with buxton but buxton was there for some of them cruz was there um sano was back relatively quickly michael pineda was pitching well and then you start to hit snags in that formula the more snags you hit, obviously, goes without saying, like the worse you're going to perform. And this, to me, is a big challenge to a bunch of guys, namely Barrios, Odorizzi, Buxton, and like pretty much everybody on the pitching staff. Now their job is a little bit more important. It's a little bit more under the microscope. Um, I'd be disappointed if I was a member of the 2019 Twins, if I was Michael Pineda's teammate, but I would also kind of just try to buck up and accept the challenge right now because you're going to have to carry more water. And to defend your point about about the fact that I think we both are on the same page that they are going to win the American League Central, if they were playing a bunch of good teams in the coming weeks, I'd be like, okay, back off. They might not. But once you get through Cleveland, Washington, and Cleveland, folks, it's a cakewalk. And I don't... I could pitch for them, and I, and no, but I'm serious. You're going to beat the Kansas City, Detroit's, sure. and the White Sox are very up and down. Uh, but the reason why I'm very emboldened in saying they're going to win this division is because every time you, every time they play good teams and they sort of scuffle a little bit and don't play well, you're like, ooh, this might be interesting. And then they get the array of AL Central yeah. bottom feeders, yeah. and they kill them. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I think because of that, this division is going to be won. And to me, the real conversation about Pineda and this entire thing, you're right. It has to do with playoffs and playoff construction for the roster. Yeah, I guess I thought we were going to have maybe some debate on that, but I, I knew we saw it similarly. You end it's the too season, easy. KC, Detroit, KC, Chicago. Well, and look at the last time they went through that gauntlet. It was yeah. It's too easy. Yep, and just finished up an 8-2 and two road trip, but they had Michael Pineda at that point, so... Uh, let's end and the it Boston there. series was great. Yeah, it was fun. Like the games before that, I don't care about, but the Boston series was fantastic. Great baseball games, good results for the Twins for the most part. Um, well, we'll do another show on Monday. Actually, I can uh, tease this special guest, Judd. 
on Monday because it's going to be a, a victory Monday for the Vikings. So you'll be doing what Vikings vent line. Well, I don't know if it'll be a victory Monday. It'll you'll be, be doing. It'll be the day after Vikings purple game. daily. Oh uh, yeah, we're doing a uh, um, Monday ten o'clock. Danny Cunningham and I are going to debut Vikings vent line weekday. Not to be confused with the post game Vikings vent line that. Uh, Phil Mackey and Manny Hill are going to do after the game on Sunday. That'll be 10 to noon on Mondays after games, and then it's going to be 11 to noon on weekdays. And so. then you'll be on with uh, the Twin Show yep. after that. Monday, I can tease my special guest uh, for anybody listening to this bonus episode. Patrick Royce sits in the co-host chair for the Score North First Place Twin Show. I am looking forward to that. It'll be fun. That's uh, Monday at noon. Back to our regularly scheduled programming, but we wanted to get you a little bit of emergency podcast to chew on for your Sunday, and uh, wow, no two ways about it. Michael Pineda's suspension is a big blow to the Twins, their postseason chances, and uh, now we see what happens the rest of September as they try to pick up the pieces. Um, If you're listening this far into the show, you must be a fan. I'm not going to ask you to subscribe. I'm not going to ask you for a five-star review. I am going to ask you to tell three Twins fans about this show uh, we're going to have a fun September marching here to October. Give us a five-star. Come on, tell them to give us a five-star. Most of them already have, if you've seen our numbers. Uh, pretty impressive. So thank if you. If you haven't, do it. <laughs> thank you to everybody who's logged on to yeah. Apple yeah. and done that. Uh, for Judd Zolget, I'm Derek Wetmore. Thanks for listening, guys. Judd, uh, thanks for helping me thanks, sort sir. this out. And uh, we'll be back with you on Monday at noon on the Score North First Place Twin Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.